Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. My guest is not here. I don't know where my guest is. He's supposed to be here, but he's not here. I'm hoping he shows up soon because there's a lot of things to discuss. 347-202-1162 is the call-in number if you want to call in. If there's anything... Okay, I'm going to say this now. If there's anything I say on this show, because this happens all the time, people listen... Then they email me Ooh, or, or, or they go on Facebook and they say, I can't believe you said this. I can't believe you said that. Well, just call. Call in. Call in. If you have a problem, say you listened to my last podcast. You went, man, that son of a bitch. Said, call in. Tell me. Tell me what I said. Let's have a discussion about it. That's fun. I like discussing. I like debating. I like getting it out there in the open. Emailing me. It's not like I'm not going to argue with you over email. And I'm sure as fuck not going to argue with you on Facebook. I'm definitely not doing that. That's not happening. Anyway, there's so much stuff going on. I haven't done a podcast in over a month. While we're waiting for my guest, I might as well just start because there's so many things. There's so many things. Oh, my goodness. You know, I want to bring up something that happened in vaping in the past month that seems to be getting ignored, and I don't know why. I don't understand why this is getting ignored. I think this is one of the biggest things to happen in the vaping industry in the past how many months. It's huge, and unfortunately, vapors are just... And the industry as well. It's just blowing it off like, oh, whatever. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll see if that happens. I mean, hey, okay, so anyway, so you know what I'm talking about. Secretary Azar was doing an interview. I don't know where. It was a radio interview, TV interview. He was doing an interview. Somewhere he was doing a fucking interview. And the person doing the interview apparently knew a vapor. And the vapor had him ask a question about PMTA and all that. They, you know, they wanted to know his, uh, his response to... The fact that in May, just about 99% of the e-cigarette industry is out of business because PMTA, no one's getting through it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Unless you have billions of dollars or you're a big tobacco company, it's done. So Azar was asked about it, and this is what Azar said. Secretary Azar said this during an interview. It's, it's, it's recorded. It's on the internet. You can hear it anywhere you want. I would have recorded it, but I didn't have time to find it. doesn't matter. I have what he said right here. Listen to this. Alex Azar says the FDA will not shut down vape shops and small vaping companies in May when manufacturers must submit pre-marked PMTAs and that the agency will streamline approval for, for small companies. So not only did he say that he's not going to shut down companies in May if they don't submit a PMTA, he's going to help the small companies do it. President Trump's Secretary of Health and Human Services made the surprising comments during an interview on, a, on an Ohio radio station Tuesday. Uh, vape shop owner, blah, blah, blah. The vape industry has 100,000 people who work in that sector, Sands told Azar. This was, the, he was talking to, this is the question he proposed to him. 15,000 small businesses around the country and some of the president's new restrictions would run all those people out of work. And what he said is he says that they don't want to do that. They don't want to run people out of work. Um, he said that, like, like he said, it goes on and on. Anyway, we have to listen to the interview. It doesn't matter. What he said was, he said, not only is he going to help streamline the process and make it affordable for small companies, but come May, and this is the most important part, he said, we're not going to shut down companies if they haven't submitted a PMTA. Now, the industry's response to this, and I understand, it's kind of like, whatever, he said it during an interview. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, let's fucking hold him to it. Let's hold him to it. That's what he said. He said it right here. It's, it's on a radio station interview. I, we are not going to shut down businesses in May. We're going to help streamline the process and make it affordable for small businesses. Hold him to it. We're sitting there like, oh, whatever, man. Okay, whatever you say. They're, the industry just, and, and Vapors just blew it off. 
Like, it was nothing. That's a big thing. That's a big thing, he said. Embrace that and hold him to it. Hold him to it. Unless Trump comes out first and takes regulatory authority away from the FDA, which he is proposing as well. He doesn't want the FDA to have regulatory authority over tobacco products or e-cigarettes, and they shouldn't. Their job is to ensure that drug, that anything, any food and drug, not anything, any food and drug that is on the market is safe and isn't going to harm us or kill us. So how the fuck they have regulation over cigarettes? Cigarettes kill how many hundreds of thousands of people a year and they know this and they're allowing them to be sold. That's insane. How do you have an agency instruct, their job is to ensure that whatever products are under their regulation are safe and not going to harm you. Regulate cigarettes and they're on the market. That's insane. If they were doing their job, they'd say, we got to get these fucking things off the market right now. (laughs) I mean, and I know there's the, uh, there's the agreement. I know there's a fucking agreement. I don't care about the agreement. I don't care what kind of deal states made with big tobacco companies to cash in on people dying so they can continue. That's all the agreement is, to simplify it. The agreement is, hey, you can't fucking sue the big tobacco companies. You can't sue us, bro. But in return, we're going to give you billions of fucking dollars over the next 20, 25, whatever the fuck it is, years. And the state said, yeah, sounds good to us. I mean, that's crazy. I don't give a fuck about that agreement. They shouldn't be sold. It's that simple. It's insane. But anyway, we need to hold Azar responsible for what he said during that interview. Vapors should be posting that all over Twitter, all over Facebook, everywhere you can think of it. The audio, the, the, the anything. Show what he said. Put up signs. This is what you said. Hold him to it. Until things change or until a court. I mean, so, listen, I don't know what's going to happen. It's very close. May is very, very close. And I'll be honest, I'm done too. I, I can't get through a PMTA. I can't. You think fucking Tea Time's a small company. I don't have millions of dollars to uh, file a PMTA. Most of us don't. But we got to hold them responsible for what they're saying. And another thing, too. I'm going to bring this up, too. Oh, boy, I'm going to get shit for this, but I don't care. Um, I saw someone the other day. One of them was Matt from Suck My Mod. He was talking about, uh, and I understand to a degree. He's talking about we've got to get the the Democrats. We got to get them. You know, we can't rule out Democrats. We got to get them on our side and get them understanding and blah 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 blah. It's too late for that. Too late. We we have literally months left. It is it is uh, almost March and we have till May. Good luck trying to get a. De- Let me tell you something. I'm here in Connecticut. Okay, I have the worst one. I have is uh, Blumenthal, Mr. Richard Blumenthal. Blumenthal's been after e-cigarettes since fucking 2010. I remember having to go to Blumenthal's office to ask permission for us to have a a, uh, a vape event, like, you know, a bunch of vapors vaping, vaping a fucking bar in Hartford. Who was fine with it? Who was fine with it? And, and his smug fucking attitude about it. Even back then, there is no changing his mind. There is nothing in a billion years you can do to change Richard Blumenthal's mind for him to accept vaping. Never going to happen. And most Democrats, we don't have time to sit there and try to change the Democrats' minds. I'm sorry, we don't. They're just not going for it. Just about every single fucking candidate that's up there has said something negative about vaping. You got Bloomberg. I'm going to get rid of the whole uh, whole fucking thing. You know, they're, they're, on, they're on the anti-vape bandwagon. It's going to stay that way. Why? Because they are convinced that being on the anti-vape bandwagon is going to get them votes. That's why. That's all they care about. They don't realize 
They're pissing off 13 million plus people who use these products. They don't, that doesn't dawn on them. The only one that seems to understand that is Donald Trump's uh, fucking campaign manager. He's the only one that seems to understand that is his campaign manager, which got Trump on board and saying, geez, you know, I need to do something about this. So whether you like Trump or you hate Trump, I'm sure some of you can't stand him. And I'm sure some of you love him. And I'm sure some of you really don't even give a shit either way. But the reality is this. If he's not the president, we're fucked. It's that simple. Whether you like him or hate him. He doesn't become president, we're fucked. It's all over. Say goodbye. Hang it up. It's all done. Any Democrat that come in, comes in is going to decimate this fucking industry. And they're going to hand it straight to the big tobacco companies and Enjoy and Jewel and all the top dogs up there that have the billions of dollars and millions of dollars we have to stay in business and we're done. That's just a fact. It's a fact. It's too late to turn Democrats. It's not fucking 2004. We need, it's too late. Too late. So you take with that what you will. I know some people are like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to vote for that asshole Trump. Fuck him. Okay, then don't. Whatever. I'm just saying, if you work in this industry and you make money in this industry, and a Democrat, any of them, any of those Democrats become president, it's all over. Industry's over. It's done. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to, and I'm not giving up. I mean, I'm still reaching out to my Democratic governor, Governor Lamont. I've been reaching out to him once a day. Every day. I've been tweeting this motherfucker once a day, every day, saying, please. Just give me five minutes. I just we have a proposed flavor ban here, and I, and I don't want to see every shot. I mean, we've already lost probably seventy percent of the vape shops in Connecticut. The e-cigarettes are killing people. Stories killed about seventy percent of the industry in Connecticut, and it didn't even happen here. We didn't even have a flavor ban. <laughs> I mean, how crazy is that? How crazy is that? Ay ay ay. You know, I see all this shit going on. We're just dealing with it the wrong way. We really need to, whether you like it or not, like I said, get on board with Trump or the industry's over. It is what it is. Sorry, is what it is. There's so much to talk about, too. I want to wait for Andrew from this. I don't know if my guest is going to show up or not, but I'm just going to keep on fucking going because I can't wait for him. Ah, my Lord. Megan McCain. I love Megan McCain. Have you guys seen Megan McCain? This woman, you know... I got to tell you something. On this show, I don't know, it's The View or The Talk, whatever the hell she's on. She's, <laughs> she seems to always bad, be battling with uh, Joy Behar for some reason. For some reason, her and Joy Behar just, I mean, because well, they're, they're the total opposites. I mean, Meghan McCain is a Republican. She's a Trump supporter. Um, this Joy Behar is a, is a Democrat and a I don't know what supporter. All I know is Joy Behar was talking up um, Michael Bloomberg the other day on her show. So she was talking him up, you know, really talking him up. Like, like someone paid her, like, like Bloomberg paid her money to say, hey, say some great things about me on the show. Who knows? I may have happened. I have no idea. I have no clue. But she was really talking this guy up. And <laughs> Megan McCain just couldn't believe it. And what's great about her is she can't, she can't contain herself. She has to say something. It's like she doesn't care if cameras are on. She doesn't care if people are watching. She has to say something. So, of course, Megan responds to this ass-kissing that was being done uh, with Joy Behar ass-kissing uh, Michael Bloomberg for some reason. 
And here, here's here's what <laughs> here's what Megan said to uh, Joy to Joy Behard. This is great. There's a, a narrative in the media right now. This is going to be super easy for him. He has billions of dollars. It's going to be totally fine. You have to win over black voters to win a Democratic. He's already pro- doing it. But you have to win over the Midwest and Pennsylvania and coal miners and people that are not. Wait a minute. Bloomberg is already winning over black voters. Bloomberg is not winning over <laughs> any black voters. That's insane. Not attractive to a lot of the Democratic coalition in order to win the presidency. And Trump has that locked and loaded right now. And I'm sorry, a guy that wants to take away your Slurpee is going to have a real problem. And in you know what? And out. a guy who wants to take away your health care is even in worse you know shape. You know what, Joy? Well, that's you know true. what, Joy? I've been right about election stuff and you've been wrong. So just trust me on this. All How have I've been wrong? It's not, How have I been wrong? You thought Trump was going to lose in 2016 and I did it. Me and 100 million well, other not people. Me. Well, not me. The, the, the he did actually is, lose. You know, we reminded you know him. Three I, million I votes against him. Does that make you feel good at night? No, it makes me feel bad. in the White House. It's a ridiculous thing to say every single day on the show. He is president. Well, Move let's, on. Let's, Everybody on this on this panel repeats themselves, okay? Let's, let's, but it, it's like, can I say like you're trying to make yourself feel better. Can I say it's this? It's weird. Can I don't want to make thing? myself feel better. I want him out. Can I say this? <laughs> and, do you know, and do you know a good way to do this? Do you know what a good way to do it is? Not ignore coal miners. Not ignore Nobody's ignoring coal ignore, miners. But I'm telling you that Bloomberg's probably going to have a problem. You don't know what people. he's going to do with coal miners yet. All I know is okay. that he's a... He's and climate change is a good way to win over coal miners, Joe. Joy. I was thinking of Joe Biden. <laughs> I love it. These two go after all, each other all the time. It's great. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. It's fantastic. Love that. I love when they those those, those cackling hens go after each other. It's great. So uh, yeah. Oh, not, and I just gotta listen. I'm getting messages. Call in. What's the number? 347-202-1162. I'm not going to. I just got a, a text. All right, Trump supporter. No, I never said. What? Listen, I'm a supporter of any president who is going to not put me out of business. I'm a single issue voter, motherfucker. I don't care if it's Trump, if it's Biden, if it's uh, I don't care who it is. If, if, if they are, I'm going to be for the candidate who isn't moving to put me out of business. And so far, every candidate except for Donald Trump, wants me out of business. It's that simple. It's not about Trump. It's about the candidate that is going to not put me out of business and destroy this entire industry that I've been a part of for, I don't know, 11 fucking years. I mean, come on. Stop it. Stop with the messages, especially when I'm doing a show that's irritating. Anyway, we're going to get off vaping for a little bit. Just a little bit. There's these things I need to discuss. People listen to the show, not just about vaping. You know, I had someone send me a message on Facebook. They don't even give a fuck about vaping. They just listen to me. I get it (laughs) because I follow all these great things and I love sharing it with you. I can't stop doing this podcast. I love sharing all this stuff. Real ID. Do you know what real ID is? Uh, My wife brought this up. Very interesting. So real ID is you have to go to the DMV and you have to bring your birth certificate You have to bring your social security card. You have to bring a piece of mail that shows where you live. And then they give you this little star on your license, which is makes you have a real ID. So you have this real ID. Now, before, at least where I am in Connecticut, they had something like this, but you only had to get it if you wanted to, like, for example, if you traveled a lot and you wanted to get through security lines quicker or, you know, fly internationally without having as much of a of an issue or whatever, you could get a special ID. But now it's not like that. Now, which I just learned today, I didn't know this, 
and I guess a lot of people don't know, according to CBS, 182 million Americans probably don't know, and I believe that, even though I don't believe the media much, I believe that, is that to fly anywhere in the country, anywhere, if you want to fly to, to anywhere, you want to fly from Florida to California, you want to fly from Connecticut to New York, whatever the fuck, you have to have this real ID starting October 1st of this year. So what's happening is, is people are concerned because, and this is true, Americans are going to wait to the last minute. A lot of them have no idea you're going to need this real ID. They're going to go to the airport in October. They're going to say, sorry, you can't fly. You need a real ID. They're going to go, what the fuck's a real ID? You're going to have hundreds of uh, potentially 100 million Americans going, what the fuck? So what do you think is going to happen in October when this happens, okay? Number one, they're going to flood. They're going to flood DMV. DMV is going to be, I mean, they're not even going to be able to handle the flux of people coming in wanting to get this real ID. Airlines are going to suffer. Now, people can't fly till they get this dumb fucking real ID. They're going to suffer. It's going to cost them tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. This is a pretty serious thing. I think it is. If you fly, you know what? Go get it. In fact, today, I, I don't have a fucking social security card. I do. I just don't have it. I lost it probably, I don't know, 50 years ago. Um, I ordered a new social security card. So I have one now. And, uh, well, I'm going to have one. And I'm going to go get one of these real IDs. Because I think it's important. I think it's very, very important. So get a real ID. And, and, and you know, I guess we'll see in October what happens. You know, and, and I don't know, like, who's responsible for even, like, promoting that? Is it like, you know, should, should the media be doing it more? Should, should the airports, the airlines maybe be doing it more? I don't know. Like, like, who is supposed to put, you know, do this real ID? Like, promote it. They, I mean, I, if I was the airlines, I'd be like, hey, you know, fuck you. I'm not going to pay millions of dollars to promote this thing. You know, uh, you, you're going to, whoever made the requirements, I don't know. But I do think it's a big problem, and I think it's going to cause chaos in October. I just found out about it. <laughs> I mean, shit. That's crazy. Hang on. We got a phone call. I'm going to pick up 859 area code, and I'm going to click this, and I'm going to say, hello, 859 area code. How are you? Hello? 895, or I'm sorry, 859 area code. Hello, can you hear me? They can't hear me. Hmm, maybe they're not there. I don't know. I muted it. I don't know if they can hear me. Anyway, I hope this is working. I didn't even test the, yeah, that should be fine. Whatever. Anyway, let's move on. Real ID. Go get a real ID. It's important. I'm getting one. I had no idea. I mean, we're going to be taking a trip soon. I had no clue, but now you know. Oh, geez, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, I got the whole... Oh, hang on. Here, there's Andrew. One second, my guest is here. I'm going to bring him on. We're going to call... We're going to call Andrew before I get into the rest of this. Because this is crazy. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? Cold. Cold? <laughs> You're cold. Oh, you've been outside, huh? That's right. Yeah, I've been working, been working on one Kevin? car. Yes. Hello. Hello, caller. Hello? We have a caller, Andrew. Hello. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened to him. All right. Listen, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to put that on mute for a minute because I'm not sure what's going on with the phone call. And I want to get to the rest of this stuff. 
I didn't even get to the 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 the, the rip trippers and all this other uh, stuff. Uh, so exciting, so much stuff. I forgot about that for two days. Damn it! I was just telling people about Real ID. You know about Real ID? Mm. See, <laughs> no, I didn't know either. Don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to the DMV. And you have to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We have until October, or we're not going to be able to fly. Correct. Yes. And uh, I listen. I agree with people. I think it's insanity. I think it's insane that uh, there's not really much talk about it. They estimate 180 uh, million people are in October going to be like, oh shit. And it's true that you know how Americans are. They're going to go to the airport. A lot of them are going to say, what do I mean I need a real ID? So now they're going to flood DMV. DMV is going to be overfilled with people trying to get this fucking real ID. The airports are going to lose out because now they're not making money because nobody can fly because they need this dumb fucking ID. Um, it's a ser- I, I think it's a potentially serious problem. I mean, I see it. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, 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 I agree with that. I know the media exaggerates a lot of things, but I don't think they're exaggerating this. I really don't. Oh, and according to Mika Brzezinski, the media's job is to control exactly what we think. Did you know that, uh, Andrew? Did you know that? Look, the only time I see media <laughs> bullshit is when people on Facebook are talking about it and up in their feelings. Right. Well, no, I mean, I mean, Mika feels so strong about this that during the uh, MSNBC show that she does every morning, I think it's Morning Joe, she actually said it. Listen very closely, Andrew, to what she says. Well, and I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts. And it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. Yeah. If you look at the here, that is our job, she says. It's not the president's job to control what we think. It's their job. <laughs> I mean, most of, the news, most of the news outlets are owned by the same four corporations. Yeah, so, I know. I mean, it, it's just nuts. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe she said that on fucking television. It's our job. <laughs> I just, but it's true. I mean, they really believe this shit. I mean, uh, she's definitely going to get talked to. Yes. Oh, oh, she got talked to. This is a while ago. Believe me, she got talked to. Uh, and then she came out, of course, and said that was a mistake. It slipped. No, that was a Freudian slip, honey. But anyway. We know uh, how y'all what the corporations like that believe. Oh, and, 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 and I also went through this too, Andrew, just so you know, because I talked about this before you came on, because there's a lot of talk about this in, in, amongst the vaping industry and community and everywhere, and they're all wrong, and I know what I'm talking about. Now, here's the thing. I see people are, are saying that we have to try to convince Democrats. We got to convince Democrats to be on our side. We got we got to sit down with them. We got to talk to them. We got to educate them. Blah 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 blah. Right? We got to get these Democrats on our side. It's very very important. Oh my god. Oh my god. What I said, okay, is here's the fucking reality. Okay, here's wake up everybody. It's too late for that. It's too fucking late to sit there and try to get the. I've been trying for 11 fucking years to get Blumenthal on my side. It's not fucking working. I've been trying almost three months to get my Democratic governor to have a five-minute meeting with me. Not working. They don't. It's too late for that. It's too late. The reality is, is if we don't get Trump as president, we're done. That's the reality. You can hate him. You can say, I fucking hate Trump. But the reality is, is if he's not president, we're fucked. Except if you're Enjoy or, you know, Jewel or you have a billion dollars. 
all the rest of us fucked. Because the second, the second a Democratic president comes in, that's going to be one of the first things they do, baby. Disseminate, fuck all this shit. We're going to ban this. Ban, 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 ban. It's too late. You know, so stop with people saying, I understand yeah, there's some... Gonna swing on that paper real quick. Yeah, and, and I understand there's a lot of vapors out there. They, they don't like Trump. I get it. Well, they don't vote for him. I don't know what to tell you. But the reality is, is if he's not president, we're fucked. That's all it comes down to. So if you want to educate a Democrat, have fun. But it's not gonna it's not gonna make a difference. It's not gonna change their mind. Just about every, just about every Democratic candidate said something negative about vaping or agreed with uh, banning vaping in some sort of way. Not gonna happen. So stop listening to that horse shit. It's either Trump or we're fucked. Like it or not. And speaking of Democrats, did you watch that shit? What was it last night or the other the two nights ago with the Democratic debate, Andrew? The fucking uh. It was on MSNBC. Did you see that? I don't watch them. I just heard it was a shit show by like both sides. Oh, it was like a people, Republicans I know, and Democrats, all of them were like, yo, it's a shit show. You need to just watch the Bloomberg bullshit. I was like, didn't they like bring out a tombstone for them? Oh, it was fantastic. You know, they, <laughs> they really, they, they really fucked them up, which they, you know, but the problem is, is, Bloomberg did say one thing, and he's absolutely correct. He's right. The, well, he said two things. This is the first thing he said. The first thing he said is the only person that won that debate was Trump. He's absolutely right. It made them look stupid. They used that as an opportunity to attack Bloomberg, attack each other. They weren't unified in anything. It absolutely was a shit show, a total shit show, and uh, nobody won. I mean, it, it was just it was terrible, and Bloomberg just was completely empty. Here's the problem with Bloomberg. Bloomberg has a very, very bad temper. Very bad temper. I was waiting all night for him to lose it. He did almost lose it a couple times. When he was speaking, he got very upset and he, don't speak over me. I mean, he's he's just he has a very short temper. So I was shocked that he took as much as he did and he stood there. Because I know he was probably exploding inside, going, You fuckers. I you could tell. I mean, he wanted to explode, but he held his composure. Unfortunately, the answers he gave were stupid. He got attacked so much. And you know what's funny is, is they seem to be attacking him about these women that he has non-disclosures with. Apparently, he's, I don't know, he made some sexist comments to women. And now there's a, he settled with them and he paid them and there's non-disclosures. And they're telling him, tell the women they can speak and get out of the non-disclosures. I don't know. They're bringing up all this stupid shit. Why aren't they, you know what, one thing I don't understand. Why aren't they bringing up the fact that, uh, years ago, and help me, Andrew, because I don't remember, but I remember there was these five black guys that lived in New York. I think it was in the 80s. They were accused of killing somebody that they didn't do, but they were accused of it, convicted of it, put in jail for many years. And then uh, they got out of jail because they learned they didn't do it. Either they found the guy or their DNA, something, whatever. They were found innocent. There was a documentary on Netflix about it, actually, not too long ago. They got out of jail. So now, thank God, they're out of jail. Of course, they rightfully sued the uh, state of New York for doing that to them. Uh, they won, of course, because they should have. And Bloomberg was holding up their payment, kept on holding it up, holding it up, holding up their payment. They're like, what the fuck? Why is he holding their fucking payment? They were wrongly put in jail. They should have fucking had that money the day that they were told they deserved it. And that's fucked. And, and they don't like him for that. And someone needs to bring that shit up. Because there's more than just him sexually harassed. But anyway, it was a total fucking shit show. It was, it, it was unbelievable. But they just all looked terrible. They all looked terrible. It was so bad.
So, so bad. But yeah, Bloomberg said that. And then he also said this to Andrew. Where's my ice cream? Ah, thank you. Mmm. Big gay ice cream is the best. He said that too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a brand of ice cream, man. <laughs> They've but been around forever. They're long, they've been around more than uh, Ben and Jerry. That is the, that is, let me tell you something. That is the greatest thing. I'm on my Twitter about a month ago, and I'm just scrolling, and this thing just comes up from Bloomberg that says, where, and the, the thing right here says, where is my ice cream? And I'm like, who's not going to watch that? Like, what the fuck does that mean? And I, and I play it, and it's the, great, it's the greatest thing he's ever done. I love it. Where's my ice cream? <laughs> it's so awesome. Where's my ice cream? So he's actually paying a bunch mm. of the guys who... Big gay ice cream is the best. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually paying a lot of the uh, shit posters that I know, like big guys that yeah. are into what I do, yeah. and marketing and all that, millions of dollars to yeah. sit there and talk shit about him. Right. You know, and Pay, paying them to do it. I'm like, you, you, I don't have to be paid. I'll do it anyways. Well, what, you know, what, what's amazing is, is you're right. He's paying all these influencers and he's, and, he, and people are saying, how is he going to get up in the polls? Because he's everywhere. He's doing the classic Blumenthal did it here. When Blumenthal ran for governor against Dan Carter, he was a little worried because Dan Carter was a very bright guy and Dan Carter and Bloomberg had a uh, debate and he just, chewed up Bloomberg. He looks so bad. And so Bloomberg, being a billionaire, he spent tons, millions of dollars. Every 30, I not lying, every 30 to 60 seconds, no matter what channel you turned on, there was a Blumenthal ad. And it works. If you keep on doing it over and over and over and over and over and over, you're going to have a bunch of dummies, Andrew, that are going to go to the polls in November and they're just going to say, okay, I vote Bloomberg because it's been embedded in their fucking head. And he knows that. And he has the money to do repetitive over and over and over again advertising. Um, and, and it works. I don't think it's going to make him. Pre- I, don't, I don't think he's not, but he's not going to be the candidate. So it doesn't matter. There's no way Bloomberg's going to be the candidate. They're trying to stop Bernie from being the candidate. They don't want Bernie as the candidate. It looks like he's going in that direction, but they don't want him to be because Bernie simply can't beat Trump. He can't. No. I don't see any of those candidates beating Trump. I think maybe the only one that might have had a chance that's gone now is that Yang Yang. Uh, well that that woman, uh uh Gerard or whatever the hell her name was. What a bright fucking woman she is. I, I don't know how she got shit on, but she was the, I think the best bet, and she's gone. So, so that's not happening either. Um, uh, Budovich, you know, you have to be real, and this is the truth. I don't agree with it, but this is the truth, and Andrew knows this is the truth too. Middle America is not ready for a gay president. It's not going to happen. It's not. He could be the nicest, most qualified guy. They're not ready. They're just no, not ready. No, no, no. So the first openly gay Supreme court judge is from here yes thornback one like i knew him before he got that he took care of a case and i don't even know and i met him and his husband mm-hmm. openly you know openly he's been openly gay and people all over still had a goddamn issue even though this guy had years of no complaints about anything he's right. ever did. Right. Nothing. Now, right. we have a problem with his husband. You want to know who his husband is? No. Who's his husband? One of the executives for one of the executives for Altria and Philip Morris. 
Oh, no kidding. That's no interesting. Bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. Yeah, well, I'd have a problem with that, but it's, it has nothing to do with the gayness. It has to do with his, uh, you know, what's going on, obviously. And, and, yeah. and you know what? It's a sh- and it's a shame that it's so, I don't give a shit the guy's gay. If someone's qualified, they're qualified, good for them. Unfortunately, yeah. that's not America right now, and certainly not middle America, and certainly not seniors. Seniors vote, and a senior is not going to vote for a gay man or woman right now. They're just not. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell everybody. I, I'm just being real. So, I don't, know, and it, I don't even think that people my age and younger are going to be progressive enough to do that either. Yeah, at, I, the, uh, yeah. at the older age. That's true. I mean, you know, 15, it, it, 20 years. Yeah. You know, that it, yeah, I, I, it, it's interesting because, you know, I, I was brought up, I'm, I'm in my late 40s. I was brought up in the 70s and 80s. And when I was brought up, especially in the 70s and 80s, um, you know, people used fag, gay. I mean, they used that free. Oh, you know, you, when you insulted somebody, oh, you're a fag, you know, and it was an insult. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? It was just free and easy. And, and, and it just, it, you, you certainly didn't come out and say you were gay when I, when, when I was growing up. No way. No fucking way. Things fortunately have changed now. Things fortunately have changed and they've gotten much, much better. We're still not there yet. But they've got, you can at least get married. You can be gay now and not be fucking uh, put down for it. You can be in high school and say, I'm gay. And people go, oh, that's great. We really don't care, but cool. You couldn't do that how many, you know, how many uh, years ago? Um, I was, uh, let me see. I graduated in 2007. That tells you how our age difference is. Yeah. It was. I knew of two gay guys in middle school that did not come out, but it was noticeable. Yeah. You know, and that's perfectly okay. It was probably my junior or sophomore year where it was like four or five, you know, and I'm in, I'm in the South. Like we still have openly rednecks talking about KKK and wanting to hang hang people and shit. This is in high school. And when they're, one of the football guys came out, you know, they wanted him off the team. Right. One of the basketball guys came off, came out, they wanted him off the team. Well, guess what? The ones who wanted him off the team, they got off the fucking team. Yeah. Yeah. So, you I know, mean, it was just a wave of it slowly started. You can see it now. Like, never bothered me, never bothered anyone i knew you know but we were always the different crowd and it didn't bother me either i I remember being young and like being at the mall and you know uh we may see a uh uh someone gay walk by my friends like oh the fucking faggots i never got into that i just i'm like why do you care i mean i don't know i just (laughs) i i don't know i never may and and maybe maybe it was because growing up i had a, a a gay cousin who wasn't allowed to say she was gay because she would have been ousted and God knows what would have happened to her. But I knew. I, I remember telling my mother at a very young age, um, I was probably eight or nine years old, that Heidi was gay. And she told me, shut up. Don't ever say that. And I'm like, but she is. <laughs> I know she, she's like a boy. I mean, you know, it's, it's not bad. It's just that's in... You know, and and this poor girl, she ended up running away at 15 years old because she was too scared to tell her parents. I mean, that, that it's a shame. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, America just isn't ready yet for a uh, gay president. I wish they were, but they're not. So I just can't. And, and that's honestly, besides his eyebrows that irritate the fuck out of me, he's got the craziest eyebrows. Someone's got to do something about Budovich's eyebrows. Um, I think he probably Budovich's. would. 
yeah, I mean, they're out of control. He he probably would have been the closest thing, I think, to beating Trump. But unfortunately, because of that, now there's nobody that can beat Trump. So it is what it is. Uh, like it or hate it. And, oh, and I'll tell you something else, too. Nancy Pelosi ripping up that fucking speech. That didn't help either. That didn't help no. either. Sorry. That that when I saw that I saw wow what a fucking spoiled little bitch that is I mean she's she's so upset she's so oh I'm gonna rip up you know it's like I didn't get, like a little kid with a tantrum because she didn't get her way that's exactly what that looked like that looked bad yeah and her her dentures almost falling out too in the middle of that yeah <laughs> yeah right I can say that <laughs> sick as tits that's right it was sick as tits. <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody everybody's doing that one but that's not my favorite one a hundred watts that's my favorite <laughs> that dude banked so much money and said fuck y'all that's my favorite one i'm gonna be a superhero yes he's a superhero now just so everybody understand hang on call in i haven't even been checking the phone lines i'm sorry call number three four seven two zero two one one six two Call in. I will check the phone lines now. I just saw that there were calls and now they're gone. You can call back in. I'll pick up the phone. Anyway, if it works, it should work. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't. But anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, I was talking about Nancy Pelosi. Yes, Nancy Pelosi, we already got through her. Hold on one second. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, Rip Trippers. So everybody, so you understand why we're talking about Rip Trippers. Uh, Rip Trippers, apparently... I'm going to wait for Andrew to get back because there's other things I want to say. Hang on. Let me pick up the phone. 315. 315 area code. Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Hang on. Hang on, 315. Don't go anywhere. I just muted you. Just stay right there. Yeah, what the fuck is going on, man? I don't understand. What's up with our phone lines, man? Let's see. 315. You there? Hello? 315? No. You'd be able to hear me. That's a shame. That's a shame, 315. I don't know what's going on with the fucking phones. I wish it would work. I want to talk to people. I tell people to call in. Now I'm telling them to call in. It's not working. Uh... Actually, I'll say it again. Is that you, Matthew? Is that you on the line? Can you hear me? Yeah, no, now it's on mute. Okay. Uh, hang on, Matthew. I'm going to do this, okay? Matthew's on the line. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to do this, but don't worry. I'm going to go over here. I like Mr. Salter. Let's see what Mr. Salter has to say about this. Hang on, Mr. Salter. I don't know what's going on in my phone lines. They're acting funky, but I'll just do this. I'm going to do uh, M-A. Go to your Facebook, Mr. Salter, and uh, I'll just do it like this. I can bring you on over the, uh, the messenger thing like this. I'll do it just like this, Mr. Salter. There you go. See? See how we do that? See how can that, you hear me now? I can hear you now. See how that works? Excellent. That's what I'm talking about. Are you listening to the shit I'm saying? It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, I am. I've been listening since you kicked off the show today. I'm happy I got a chance to catch it. <laughs> so, I, now listen, Matthew, you've been around. Am I not right about Donald Trump? Listen, you can like him or hate him. 
We don't have time to sit there and convince Democrats that they, they need to be on board with us. It's fucking stupid. It's too late for that. Trump's in or we're done. No, absolutely. Trump's our only hope of yes. surviving anything. Correct. That is correct. I mean, all eight other Democratic candidates, even a few have dropped out, have already all stated that one of the first things they'll do when they step in office is get rid of us. Right. Is that, is that Salter? Yes, it is. Oh, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. And and, and he agrees, uh, 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 Andrew. Same thing. If Trump's gone, we're fucked. I mean, it, it is what it is. We don't have time to sit there and convince. Oh, and the other thing I brought up, too. Comment on that, too. Look, about, about look, the... look, look, look. Yes. I can't. I can't openly agree with Salter. That's no fun. Oh well, I, I'm. I'm That's the type of shit that gets you excommunicated in the industry. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, yeah, right. <laughs> what do you mean? I did that to myself. <laughs> but but I mean the, the the fact of the matter is is oh and the other thing too Azar the comments that Azar made about streamlining and not shutting down businesses in May and blah blah blah. Matthew, explain to me. Why is the industry not going crazy and holding him to that? The industry's response to that interview was, oh, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. What the fuck? He said it. I mean, why are we jumping on it and holding him to it? Our industry as a whole, because the last few years, they're just fucking jaded completely. And in all honesty, I'll say this. We don't have to hold him to it because Trump is holding him to it. Um, You know, there have been some rumblings coming out of the White House that have essentially said, like, as long as you guys are flying under the radar, as long as you're being responsible and not releasing 20 million fucking disposables onto the market, and as long as you guys, you know, are actively trying to, you know, maybe do a PMTA or even discuss about doing a PMTA with us, May 13th comes, you're going to be just fine. Well, the thing is, is with the PMTA and the May date, yes, have it submitted by then, whatever. It's still going to be two and a half years where you're going to be able to still sell that thing that you put the paperwork in for because they're going to have to go over it. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And you, a lot of people don't know this, but Cosmic Fog has had a PMTA in for the last three years. The FDA hasn't even fucking picked it up. Yeah, right. And, so, and, and guess what? They can still sell it after the because they beat the deadline. Right. Yep. So it's, it's been submitted. As soon as it's submitted, you have, even when they're going through it and, you know, up until they tell you, no, sorry, this didn't go through, you still get to sell it. And then you can re- redo it again. Right. So, so Matthew, I'm glad you're on because I want you to explain this to me, too, because you deal with a lot of people in the industry, and, I, and the industry just baffles my fucking mind. You know, this is the same industry that told me years ago Tea Time was going to fail and it wasn't going to go anywhere because I wasn't in a bright fucking colorful box. I didn't have sweetener. I didn't have a, uh, a logo that stuck out and had bright colors and all the horse shit they fed me. And most of the motherfuckers that told me that two years ago were out of business and I'm still here. So here's what I want to understand. That's what I don't get. What the what and I called this back in fucking last year, the end of last year. I said this was going to happen. Disposables now are the most used products by teens. They fucking love them. They're they're easy. They're cheap. They can use them. They can throw them out. They've moved off the jewel. And they have flavors. There's no more jewel flavors. Pulling the flavors for jewel, all that did was make the teens go somewhere else. Now they're all using these things. So. Here's my question, because I don't get it. Maybe, and maybe you don't know either, but you talk to these guys. Maybe you do. Why in your right fucking mind <laughs> would you as a company want to put out a product that, number one, we all know is, is past their stupid deadline, which they bring up. I could give a shit about that, but they bring up. Um, 
and is the most used products, number one, the most used products by teens. Why would you want to sell a product that is the most used product by teens? Why even bother? Why even put yourself in that position to do that? That makes no fucking sense to me. Like, why are they doing that? Quick cash in, quick cash out. That's actually, that's essentially what it is. And I mean, it's the same thing we saw with the explosion of salt nicks on the market. It's a, it's a product that unfortunately has high levels of nicotine concentration. Uh, it, it can easily addict person further than already just a base level nicotine addiction. That's correct. And it's something that when sold, you know, it, it, it's, it's a hot t- ticket item right now. Be, it, the problem with the youth right now is the government's telling them not to do something. We know what happens when you tell a teenager not to do something. Of course. They're going to fucking do it anyway. That's right. Yes. Well, they want to do know, it. And another big issue is irresponsible retailers in the market. You know, and it's not just bodegas or gas stations. I've met some irresponsible vape shops, too, that'll fucking sell a disposable to anybody who's got the almighty dollar in their hands. Man, I, 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 so yeah, so I guess it's just a quick cash grab. I mean, that's all I, I guess it's I mean, all for be. some companies, it was literally what kept them afloat. I mean, unfortunately, the last six months for the vape industry have been really fucking tough on everybody. Yeah. And some of yeah. these bigger companies were taking a very fast nosedive straight into the ground and releasing a disposable is what was able to prop them up long enough to get the sales back in the regular e-liquid market and keep things like, you know, VTA funded or other advocacy groups funded or keep their doors open. I mean, I can I know of at least 10 major manufacturers who had to fire over three quarters of their workforce. They released a disposable, even though honestly they really didn't want to, and that's what saved their company. But but the e-liquid industry also made a mistake, and they did this years ago, and they thought I was a fucking idiot for doing this, but they're the idiots because they didn't listen to me. <laughs> I, and I said this years ago. I said, why in the world would I want to number one sell my juice to a distro that I'm going to make almost nothing off of? Mm-hmm. They're going to sell it to a wholesale. The store is going to make most of the profit. Why am I host? Why am I doing? I want to sell my 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 product direct to the customer. I wanted to go from me to them. The only way to obviously do that was online. So I went straight online. I'm going to go after them online. I, I want to. And and I was told how stupid that was. Oh no, you got to get in stores. Oh no no no. If you don't get in stores, you're going to be nothing. Right blah, blah, blah. The the problem is is all these companies depended on stores. And when the e-cigarettes are killing people thing came out last year, all these stores fucking just died, gone. Here in Connecticut, we didn't even yeah. have a flavor ban, and about 60% of the stores are now gone. We didn't even have a ban just from right. people not buying anymore. So it decimated stores, and these companies depended on stores. They were like, oh, fuck. And you're right. They, came, they, they became these big companies. <clears throat> now they don't have all this income coming, and they can't keep all these employees and these big ticket things they have because the money's not coming. They depended on stores. Thank God I did what I did because if I listened to them and depended on stores as well, I would have been over. I would have been out of business. I would have been homeless. Thank God I did what I did. And I had them all tell me how stupid that was when I was doing it. That's so dumb. You know what? It, it's, I guess it's dumb in a sense, Matthew, that I don't make a million dollars a year. I guess it's dumb in that sense because I don't. I don't even make half. I don't even make fucking, you know. But it's enough to pay my mortgage and pay my bills and pay my car payments and, and, and get me through life. And, uh, right. you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm an idiot in their mind because I didn't go for, the, I guess, the cash grab or I don't know, wh- whatever stupid idea they had. But that's the problem now, and uh, I think what's going to happen, and I think what really needs to happen is we need to grasp, we need to kind of say, like, we're cigar people. 
We're those little freaks in the corner that, you know, mix, have bottled juices and have all these, like cigar people, you know, we have our little thing. And, and we have to put that message to them because they've already expressed many times in Washington, they don't want to mess with us. They don't care about us and our little thing that we're doing. You know, they just care about the whole kids and, and now the jewel and this and that. It's, so it's almost like they're saying, give us a reason to exempt you so you can go away and do your things. We don't care about you. They really exactly. don't. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think we have to embrace that and, and, and embrace this where, where these small little weirdos and like the cigar industry and just leave us alone and let us do our thing. That's our best bet. Our best well, bet, I, yeah. I think along this. Uh, okay. So, I, I'm both of y'all have seen me post pipe tobacco up yes. over the last year. Like, randomly, I'll just throw a can on my timeline. Yeah. That, that's a reason. That reason is, is less than 1% of tobacco users use pipe tobacco. They've been around for over 50 years with their associations dealing with the same shit we've been dealing with for under 10. Yeah. Yeah, they have. They have. So... But, I mean, that that's really our best bet, Andrew. We just got to kind of go back to what we were 10, 12 years ago. We're just some little freaks in the corner online. Leave us alone. <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing our thing. But, but with that being said, now here's another thing, Matthew. Here's the issue here. Um, I don't know how much longer vape shops can really be dedicated vape shops. They can't. I mean, that's they what I'm saying. Less than, a year, less than a year, they cannot. That's what I'm saying. How how is that even possible? I mean, see, I will argue that to to my last dying breath. I think vape shops need to stay vape shops. I think they need to keep the smoke shop products out. I think they need to keep CBD out. I think they need to keep kratom and kava and all this other bullshit coming out out. I think I think the the way forward is pure vape shop. But we don't have the customer base that we had before for pure vape shops is the problem. Now, now, and, and I think this is what, what may be the issue. Number one, the shop that you've been at, you've been at for years. It's been there for years, right? It's been yeah. there for a very long time. So you've been lucky. You've been there for years. You've been able to build up this customer base. You know, I, I, I know I, I had a, a friend, Tony in Mass, Bay State. He's been there for years, that vape shop. Same thing. Loyal customers there all the time. There are those few vape shops that have that that could probably get through. But the rest of them, there's no way. And the problem, man, the problem, Matthew, is number one, um, you have smoke shops all over the place carry vape stuff now. I mean, you have these yeah. hybrid smoke shops, uh, head shops. They're all care. Everybody's carrying it now. It's everywhere now. And and they, 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 you know, the 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 glory days of 2012, 2014, vape shops <laughs> booming. It's done. It's not coming back, man. It's just not coming back. I wish no, it was. And, and what people what people within the industry need to stop and think about is, yes, that is gone 100%. And now it's time for us to get back to why we all started doing what we do. And, and I want to touch on something. You said that that customer base isn't there anymore. And you know what? For the most part, you're absolutely correct. Thanks to the negative media bullshit, yeah. we have lost millions upon millions of vapors back to smoking. Yep. However, and I just actually pulled this up right now. Uh, the latest CDC data says there are 34.3 million people who are still smoking cigarettes in the United States. And I believe the last Altria quarter three study of last year showed we have 15 million vapors. Uh, eight, of mil- eight million of them are pure vapors. Five million are dual users, right? Yep. There is an entire market of at least 15 to 20 million people that we have not tapped into yet. 
It, I firmly believe it is time for vape shops to get back to being vape shops and care more about the smoker than trying to hold cloud comps, which I still believe have their place, or you know, have vape events or things of that nature. They need to be converting smokers. They need to focus on wait. converting smokers. That's wait, the wait, way wait, forward. Stop. You believe in competitive breathing? <laughs> I do. I do, actually. I used to competitively breathe myself. <laughs> because here's here's what here's what I don't think we I, you don't brings to the table. You know, you can sit a smoker down and yeah. you can give them all of the education in the world, and you can give them the best damn device that money can buy, and you can give them an e-liquid that they're really really in love with. But the missing component to that is the community aspect of the vapor industry, and that is an absolute crucial part to converting and keeping a convert. From smoking to vaping. But, but, when but, they come into the vape shop and they see those two, three people, those two, three regulars sitting at the counter, shooting the shit, talking about the latest mods, they're going to tune into that. And they're going to me and they're talking about it. And they're going to ask a question. And now they've made two new friends. And but, maybe they become a regular and sit at your vape shop. But but see, here's the problem now. Here's one big thing you're missing in, in, in this whole thing you're explaining, Matthew. The one big thing you're missing is there's somebody right around the corner that are going after all those millions of people. His name is Iquos. You know what he's doing? He's popping up little stores very quietly all over the place. And pretty soon, before you know it, there's going to be hundreds of these Iquos stores all over the country, and everybody's going to be Iquos this and Iquos that. Let me ask you a question. What do you think is the most attractive part of a disposable system? Of the disposable system, obviously, is the ease of use. You think it's the ease of use? Yes. I think it's the cost. I don't think it's a cost. People people who want ease of use will pay. They don't give a shit. I'm, I'm one of those people. speaking, the ICOs will never beat oh. us because of the cost. The I, but, oh, So you're saying because... Now, okay, you know how what? much is the disposable cost up there? <laughs> Hang on. I mean, we're selling disposables for 10 bucks a piece. Retail-wise, how much is the disposable? 10 bucks, he said. Okay, 10 that's bucks. Uh, almost two and, a, two and a half packs of cigarettes down here for one of those. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, Matthew, and you're right. The iQuos is expensive, but the iQuos hasn't been successful in all these countries, not the actual device, because China's already flooded the market everywhere else with iQuos equivalents, much cheaper uh, devices to use. What they, the iQuos, the big thing for them is their heat sticks. That's what they want. There's many devices mm-hmm. that can use those heat sticks. I can go online right now and buy a heat not burn device for 40, 50 bucks, and I can buy some iQuos heat sticks. <laughs> Shove those fuckers in there. It's very easy to use. It's very simple to use. The thing fits in my pocket. It's relatable because I'm going from smoking to now, in a sense, I'm still smoking. I'm just smoking in a healthier way. And this iQuos has been so... And they also do something like you explained. They do build community. They have different things they come out with. They have different types of iQuoses for different themes and different this. You can get different cases, different that. They do the same thing. And they have the billions of dollars... To do so, I I I think I I think everybody is discounting iQuos and heat not burn, and they're all mistaken because it's go, it's going to be something big. So, I have the second uh, Apple styled iQuos store in America, twenty minutes from my house. Yes, have you been to it yet? It suits. It is no. Why it's not? A, I, I, you know, the second, I'm okay with it. I understand why they're there. I know, I know the area that they are. Their target area is somewhere that those people are not going to come to vape shops. Yeah. They they are above middle class. They're upper middle class and above that are 
starting off with the, going to the ICOs. Because honestly, that's the people that are afraid of change. Because yes. they've been in this box in their gated community. Well, it, it's it's not it's the the, it's the, the beauty of it too, Andrew. And I hate to say it, but it's true. Is that you're literally you're not really changing. You're just taking your cigarette essentially and shoving it into this machine instead of you know it, it's familiar to them. They don't they don't lose the taste. I'll tell you, like I said, eleven years ago, I would have never started vaping if there was an iQuest. I would have done that. I mean, it's just a fact of, you know, it's, it's, I think the big thing is that we have to remember it's, it's only 35% safer than a cigarette. Okay. The science itself is going to fucking stop it from ever beating us. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, they're already causing in long-term users that have been using them in Europe and in, uh, Japan, mm -hmm. liver toxicity issues. I well, bet. It's already coming up. It's what? already coming up. Liver toxicity issues. Well, look how many look how many people are getting fucked up with salt nicks here, but the industry doesn't seem to care. <laughs> they keep on selling them. They keep you're, on releasing you're, them. You're, you're not going to see the data. I what I'm bringing up is the same <coughs> stuff. Where if I bring up about menthol, people are going to be like, Andrew, shut the fuck up right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I I retain a lot of the data that other people are totally dismissing until I'm like, hey, I told you that fucking six months ago. Here's a screenshot of where you told me to shut the fuck up. Right. Right, Salter? Sorry, I spaced out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, we this is very good to bring up too now because, and, and, and I got to start wrapping this up because I can't do this all day, but uh, I didn't even bring up the Rip Trippers thing yet. And it's interesting to have Matthew on because he, he, he's, he has a different view of it. So... For those you I don't understand, one fucking sentence and lit a shitstorm fire. Oh no no no! You're, <laughs> you're, um, <laughs> that that that's not it. It's it's um, hang on. Oh, I was about to say, what the hell? I have plenty of time. I thought the mix would cut me off. Anyway, so yeah, uh, so Rip Trippers, we discovered whoever discovered, uh, has a kids channel. He's doing kids videos now. Uh, his name is Super Bloke, and if you YouTube Super Bloke, you'll find him. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like on the same theme as Blippy and, uh, you know, my daughter watches Blippy and she watches, you know, all this, whatever. Fuck it on YouTube. It's a kid's channel. Guava juice. Yeah. So he has <laughs> so he has this kid's channel, which I'm not surprised. You know, uh, reviews have gone way down for vape reviewers, especially now with this coronavirus shit going on, because a lot of them aren't even back from fucking holiday yet. And product isn't going out. I mean, vape reviews are down. Companies are worried now. They're not spending as much on vape reviews anymore. So these vape reviewers are freaking out. These Instagram models are freaking out. They do the fucking vape modeling. I see them turning to porn. Uh, the 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 who's the one? The fucking uh, the most popular vape model on the planet, uh, Pandora Blue. Uh, went back to porn. Yeah, went back to porn. So, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look Who at the her. fuck wants to see that? <laughs> well, I listen. I don't know, but she went back to porn, and I've seen others do it too. I, I saw one. I'm not going to say what it is, but I saw one like selling fucking naked pics and videos of herself. Just, to, I mean, it's crazy. Oh, so, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> so like that. They're, they're all like you know going downhill. Hey, so, sex work is sex work is work. You know, and, and, and some, some people actually have to work it. You know, some of oh, us we good. can just Pay lay the it on the table. Taxes on it. 
Yeah. So, exactly. <laughs> so, so Rip Trippers, you know, now obviously vaping reviews aren't what they used to be. Thank God he didn't go into porn. Well, yeah, he, he he's trying to find <laughs> he's trying to find another outlet, and he did this whole kids channel thing, which honestly I don't think he's going to do because it looks like most of those videos were made before YouTube's terms changed, and maybe because uh, of the t- terms changing, he said, "Well, he hasn't done a video in over a month." I mean, maybe he just said, "Fuck it," and it's not. And I'll tell you something else. I'm not going to say who if whoever wants to come out and admit this, they can. But uh, there's somebody uh, that looked over his numbers there and said that it looks like they're all bought, that those aren't even real views. He bought the views for the videos. So who knows? But, there, but, but you made a, a tie, Matthew, that I found interesting that I have to say I don't agree with. And I don't think Andrew agrees with it either, but I'm, I'm going to bring it up. You kind of made the tie of, oh, great. No, now that's going to fuck us. Now he's doing these kids reviews. So your concern is that people are going to see him doing this kids channel and correlate that and say, oh, well, he does vape videos, too. So now, look, he's marketing the children because he has a children's channel and he has a vape channel. I think that's a huge stretch. I don't go with that. Uh, but no, it could be a very huge stretch. But you got to realize Rip Shippers is arguably the most prolific vape reviewer we have in this industry and ever will have. He. He would amass, I mean, he did amass, like, 1.3 million subscribers on YouTube, which, in hindsight of YouTube channels, like, that's fucking nothing. But for us, that's massive. Yes, it is. That's where a lot of people started vaping. And if a kid goes into YouTube and they type in vaping, what do you think the first fucking few videos are going to be? It's going to be rip trippers, right? Mm -hmm. All it's going to take is fucking Meredith Berkman or Dorian Furman to fucking go in there. uh, He's already been used in fucking... Uh, truth ads, you know, clips of his fucking vape reviews. Uh, yeah, yes. And all they got to say is, wait a second. So this guy was a real, the most popular YouTube reviewer for vaping, and now he's doing kid shit. He's got to be subliminally marketing, even if they were fucking incorrect about it. It's just the, the notion. It's the perception of it. The, the, okay, here, here. Okay, Andrew. Here's the only thing I'll give Matthew since I heard his explanation. I, I still don't agree with it, but I'll give him one thing that he said, which is true, and I think Andrew will agree too. Yes, someone could take clips from his child's channel and then clips from the vape channel, make some sort of fucking video that ridiculously ties them both together and makes some sort of propaganda piece that says, look, now they're going from vaping to kids. Sure, they could do that. It'd be complete bullshit, the piece, whatever they put together, obviously. But yes, that could happen. Um, so I'll give you that. But other than that, you know, I just, I don't see anybody really with a brain buying that because he does kids' videos now. He's tying in, it's, uh, you know. I, I, it's not going to be purposely where they see both of them. Uh, the algorithms with YouTube change nonstop. And I know somebody who runs three different styled channels. And because of that, even though they're totally different emails behind them because they have the same IP address pumping through them, yeah. you, they cross paths. Yeah. Um, and it's also like my boy Richard. You know, he run Twisted. Yes. All of his stuff's all intertwined, even though it's otherwise linked to different pages it is possible it is very possible yeah i mean i don't know i'm not it's not a stretch i mean it's part of the algorithms inside of how internet's been working for years now yeah you know i could pull up something that i 
off random. Random. Give me a topic, and I'll search it on YouTube, and then within 30 minutes, something that totally not related because it's me, it's going to pop up. Right. I don't know. I just think it's. I just think it's a big, big, big stretch. Listen, I, I think it's. I, I think the guy's just trying to make a living at this point, do anything he can. I think he um, is too, and I think the chances of it of somebody using it are slim to none. But I think it's more prevalent than not. I think it is a possibility. Okay. He, I, at, at this point, he needs to be enough. held accountable for all of it. Anything that comes up with his name on both sides. He needs to be held accountable. You want vapors to be held accountable for something? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, he's um, speaking more of, than a vapor Before now. you decide to shut everything down, I wanted to bring something. I wanted to get both of y'all's input. Okay. Because I, when I decided to call in today, I was literally in the middle of watching a sonic shitstorm occur on, on Facebook, where it usually does. Okay. Have either one of you two heard of the Trace Verify program? Uh, uh, kind of. Uh, I, I've, I've uh, seen I've it. I've done I, I <laughs> you're done. I, 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 I kind of. I, I kind of. I've seen it on Facebook. I don't really understand it, but I've seen it. All right, so oh, I'll I, give you a quick I synopsis. It and I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it, okay? Well, that's perfect because that's what I'm arguing against. So essentially, it's an RFID chip that gets in, for e-liquid can be embedded under the label, or it can be put into the top cap of the actual bottle itself. Okay. And what it does is, when a manufacturer does that, they sync up a database with that RFID chip, and it gets assigned a, a unique ID number. So then they go ahead and they sell it to a distributor. That portion of the database, each unique identifying number, gets sent over there, and then when they sell to a shop, those that batch of unique identifiers gets transferred to the shop, and then when the shop sells the bottle to a consumer, they scan the ID, they scan the bottle. That bottle ties to that person. Bingo. So let's say somehow a youth got their hands on a bottle of e-liquid right. or got their hands on a disposable, and it's RFID enabled and the shop scanned it like they were supposed to properly do. And a police officer finds, you know, this kid, he gets in trouble for, you know, fucking graffiti or something, we'll say. Right. And they find him a disposable in his possession. The cop can then grab his phone, scan that RFID chip using a third-party program that it's Trace Verify, and it will pull up who purchased it, their name, their telephone number, their license number, and it will pull up the shop that sold it to them and who the clerk was who was logged in that day. And that will allow the cop to be able to enforce the laws that are already on the books. Uh, same thing for hardware. It can be implemented within the hardware to where, you know, it has to be purchased, well, age-restricted age purchase and all that shit. That's ridiculous. That's not right. I can tell why you, is that ridiculous? Well, well, here's number one why it's ridiculous. Number well, number one, I don't want any fucking tracking anything on my goddamn fuck. If I buy a fucking product, I don't want a tracking chip on it. Get the fuck you out of here. You already have it on some. You got a cell phone, right? Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm I don't sure want, you want it. a Fitbit. I don't want. No, I don't. And I don't want it on my fucking e-liquid. But regardless of that, it, 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 it's not fair because let's say uh, Joe Schmo goes and buys a bottle of e-liquid for himself. He goes home. His jerk-off teenage kid goes in his room, fucking steals it from him. And now he's fucking yep. vaping it. And then, you know, you can't make that. That's not the store's fucking fault. Well, then fault. I guess Joe Schmo should have done a better fucking job of putting his shit away where his kid can't find it. And that's right. That's right. Absolutely. So now, you know, say the kid gets caught with it and they realize the dad fucking purchased it. The cops can have a conversation with dad like, hey, we caught your son with this. Do you know where he got it? Yeah, that's mine. But but the whole thing is, is that they can go after you're saying they can go after the store. 
They cannot go after the store and say, well, you sold to a minor, blah, blah, blah. And that's bullshit. They're going to go through the line of, uh, what is it? Fuck. I don't know. Just the idea of having... Because it's going to go person, where they bought it, where they bought it, and it's just going to go down the line of command pretty much. That's the only way I can explain it. I don't know. That just all seems sounds all so stupid. My, my I, question, I, my thing is, is I don't know if those chips are active or passive used. What okay. do you mean? But what I, um, there's two different. You RFIs mean if they're always there. tracking you? Yeah, there's one that's active and there's one that's passive. RFD they're chips. passive because those chips can't be read unless the person's. I think it's like three and a half feet from the chip. Mm-hmm. And they have to be. They have to pull up that RFID program. Are customers being notified there's chips in their e-liquid when they buy it? Yes, yeah. because this realistically should be industry wide. And I can. I, I'd like to blow your minds for a second. Would it would it blow your mind if I told you that this is probably the only way that we can answer two out of the three questions for the PMTA? What do you mean answer two of the three? Why? So there's three questions to be able to file that you have to answer with a successful PMCA. Okay. And that is the question number one. How is this a benefit to public health? Yep. Right? Number two, what is the likelihood that a never smoker is going to pick up your products and start to use them? Yep. Number three, what are you going to do to keep these out of the hands of youth and ensure that youth never use your products? Well, Trace Verify to me, the RFID technology, can answer both those latter two questions of keeping it out of the hands of minors and keeping it out of the hands of never smokers. Well, how is that okay. keeping it out of the hands of never smokers? A never smoker can go in and buy one. Well, yeah, they could go in and buy one, but you're going to be able to track that metric. Right. But how I'm, else are you going to track that metric? Sure, but but I mean, the argument of that's going to keep it out of the hands of non-smokers is insane. A non-smoker can go buy it. They, they're not going to say, oh, you can't. Okay, and you know what? I'll give it to you. I should have worded it a little bit better. It will allow you to track that percentage. Track that percentage, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, as long but you as you have to answer and have to explain for it. Right. No, yeah. no. No. Hang on. That's the other thing too. When they when they buy this e liquid with this chip in it, are they having it like answer it like you're saying? Now, they, do they have to answer these questions like, are you a smoker? Are you a current smoker? I mean, I don't want to answer all well, these. Well, that's questions. a conversation that every vape shop employee should be having. No, with a customer. no. No. Listen. If, if a cut, no. If a customer comes in and they're new and they say, "I need help," then that's a conversation you can have. But I can't. I, you know what? I went into a vape shop. A couple months ago, and I'll tell you something, Matthew. I just wanted some fucking coils. That's it. I wanted okay. coils. So I'm saying I just need to get some coils. Oh, what do you have? I have a. I, I was a Nord. I got a Nord. Okay. Well, you know what they have now. I said that's nice, bro. But I just I just want some coils. I'm in a hurry. Okay. Well, what kind of coils? I tell him I want the point. Well, if you use the other ones, and he, now he's trying to convince me. I'm like, I don't want to use the other ones. Just give me my fucking coils and let me leave. <laughs> I mean, he's it, not trying to convince you of anything. He's trying to explain the product selection. I don't do want to be explained. China? He's I, trying to upsell. Yes, and I don't want that. I want to get my coils and go. You know, that fucking sales 101. You can't knock that hustle. Uh, no, you can because sales 101. You should know <laughs> when to have that conversation and when not to. I I ran a vape shop. I own a vape shop. Sales 101 is body language. As soon as that person's yes. in front of you. Yeah, I, I owned a vape shop, and, and I, I had this all the time. Now, if I had somebody come in who was very clueless and I could see they wanted information, because you should be able to read that if you're a good salesman, then you say, here it is, and I give it to them. But someone, when the second I said to him, I said it straight out. I said, dude, I just, I, I'm, I'm in a hurry. I, that's the coils. He wasn't hearing it. That's a terrible salesman. He should have heard that and said, okay, this guy just wants to go. Here you go, bro. Have a nice day. 
and I probably would have came back. I'll never go back there now because I don't want to hear this fucking asshole ramble for oh, 10 Jesus. minutes about buying coils. And, you know, back of the kid for doing his job. Well, no, no, he's not doing his job well. You need to be able to read the customer. That's You know that, Matthew. It's very important you read the customer. It is, but you always try. You always got to try it on something. Okay, yeah. I've got a question, and I don't know if you can answer it, Salter. Uh, RFD, who's who, Trace and Verify, who's got access to the database? That's a good question. The database is encrypted. The only person who has database is the Trace Verify company, as far as I know. It's not like they can just go in and search randomly. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I do believe they have that set up via encryption. And then, like, when you scan it, say, like, I just had Trace Verify on my phone and my buddy bought a bottle. I could scan the bottle and it would show me their name and, like, their license number and that's it. Shit that I can't use to do anything malicious. Uh, yes, you could not do. But somebody who can get a hold of an RFID uh, passive skimmer, absolutely. I can take all your data and keep going through the database and take data from that. Can they? And, and can they? There's, there's nothing of importance in the data other than name, where you purchased from, your age. It's not like you're putting debit or credit card info on there are you or putting social it? security number info. Oh, oh no, no. Uh, nowadays, because of being able to connect a name, a birthday, address, you only need another two pieces, and those two pieces are pretty easy to get if you buy programs. Oh, well, you could do that anyways. I could do that sitting my fat ass on Facebook Well, I was about day. to say, I mean, do you have to give your address and all that because, you know— uh, They then... scan the license. Well, okay, so so here's here's what needs to happen, okay? What needs to happen, which hasn't yet, I don't think this is the answer. Listen, I'm going to be honest. And, and, you, and you know what, Matthew? You're right. You're right. My phone tracks me every, everywhere. You're right. But you know what? I'm one of those idiots. I don't want a fucking chip in my, in my goddamn shoes. <laughs> I don't want a chip that's going to follow me or track me or scan or I don't want any of that fucking shit. And there's quite a few people that feel the, the same way I do. Though you're correct. Your answer being, well, hey, stupid, you carry a cell phone around. You're right. You're absolutely right. But I'm still, I'm one of those idiots. I don't want to chip in my fucking juice. What needs to happen is the FDA simply needs to create, or somebody in our fucking government, create a fucking database where we can take our driver's license and scan it in something, and boom, it tells you right away, running through our whatever uh, our government uses to tra to have our stuff in there, w w if you're of age or not, and that's it. That's what needs yeah. to be done. Kind of like what they have at the airports. Yes, correct. And I think that will be done at some point. I know they're moving to ban online sales. Online sales are going to be banned. There's too much money in online sales. They're going to fight that to the fucking hilt. And I do think one of the solutions will be coming up with a system like that where you just simply scan your fucking... You can't buy anything, vape nothing without scanning your driver's license, and that's that. And it runs through a system, and it says yes or no, and it goes, and that's that. Um because we do need something. We do need age verification. And, you know, like, okay, so, like, Matthew, one of the biggest ones is, like, age verifier. I use age verifier for my website, okay? I use yep. it because it's one of the biggest ones. It does very well. It, it's very it, – kids aren't trying to buy tea time, so it's not really an issue for me. Um, but it, it, it works well, and, and I have to have something, and that's what I have. Um, but there – and here's another thing I don't get. Why isn't somebody creating something – Rather than this chip bullshit, why don't we have just a fucking app? Why doesn't someone create a goddamn app where you just fucking scan that shit? You know, I, I don't know. There's other ways than this complicated tracking system. But anyway, you're, so are you for this tracking system or are you against this tracking system is what I'm trying to understand. 
I am 100% for it. So you're I for think it. it's okay. the smartest innovation this industry has come out with to destroy the narrative that we care that we only want to market to children. And what are the people's problem with it that are against it? The same exact thing you just fucking said. Okay. I don't, I don't want to be tracked by Big yeah. Brother and you know, <laughs> fucking all that, you know. All I can hear is fucking Dale Dribble from fucking Oh, I can't fucking remember what it is. This is a redneck voice in my fucking head. Is it going to fucking track me in my fucking bush so light? My thing is, NASCAR? Is, yeah. Like, no, it's not tracking you. It's literally tracking the bottle. It's I, making sure I of age people are purchasing this product, and when a youth gets caught with it, the laws on the books are enforced. It yeah, gives it, them that tool to do that. They, yeah. they do not need to know where my bottle is next to my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> but, they won't. But, but you know, and, and, and I, I know. And, and I know it's frustrating for you, Matthew, because I agree. Your, your, your response of you all carry cell phones, you're absolutely right. And I'm not going to be that asshole that's going to try to fight that because you're absolutely correct. And, and it, it is. It's insane that. I would carry this now. I have an issue, but I don't want a fucking chip in my e-liquid. I understand that, but a lot of people feel that way. They so, just who's do. behind the company that's making profit off of that? And how much Please of it's being going stop? And who? How much of their profits going to be going towards back into the industry? So, Dave Morris, the vice president of Safada, actually owns it. Uh huh. He sells it to manufacturers at cost. Um, is this something to, that's ex- to my knowledge? He hasn't made a single dime off this. Is this something? Well, come on. Is this something that is uh, ex- that that's expensive for the like? Is this something cheap like an e-liquid company? It's How about much- two and a half to three cents for the chip. Okay. He paid for the programming all himself. Yep. Out of his own pocket. Right. And you could anybody can go on the App Store or the iOS Store and download it for free right now. And it costs nothing to install into your computer to do. You know, if you're a manufacturer, you can install it. You can buy the RFID chips from him. You can insert them under your labels, and you're ready to rock and roll. But me as a juice company, I wouldn't want to do that because I would have to disclose to my customers that there's a chip in their bottle now, and I'm going to lose half my customers because they're going to say, I don't want a fucking Mm -hmm. chip in my bottle. That's the problem. I, listen, I applaud what he's doing. It, it, it's great. You're trying to find a secure way to verify age. That's, that's awesome. And we need something. You're right. It's just convincing a customer, to, for me to tell a customer that there's going to be a chip in their bottle now. Oh, my God. You know, I, I, remember, uh, I remember when I... when You're I still there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello? Check, check. I'm, I can hear you, Andrew. I don't know where Matthew went. He kind of disappeared. He's still here, but... But but Andrew, you understand what I'm saying, right? Now now I remember I, I when I when I was doing age verification, when I when I made it active on tea time, customers were complaining. I don't want them to have my fucking information. You know, I had to go through all that. Never mind telling them there's a chip in their bottle. Oh, by the way, there's a chip in your bottle. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're gonna be like what? <laughs> and, and what, what, type of, what do you mean? My what do you mean my bottle's broken? <laughs> yeah, sir. Ch- mouth breathers. <laughs> it's a ch- I don't know. Uh, it's just that's a hard sell, man. That's a real hard sell to tell people that there's going to I just uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I I I, just, I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't want to lose customers. Now, it, are they going to push it? Do, do we know if it's going to be pushed on into legislative to have the trace and verify? Stop and frisk my vape bottle, please. Yeah. <laughs> Stop and frisk for vape bottles. <laughs> that's exactly I don't know. I think I think I think he's gone. He uh, he went away. I had Matthew on, but 
It says connection lost. Oh, okay, hang on. That's all right. I got to wrap this up anyway. I, it, 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 it's interesting. I personally wouldn't want to put chips in my juice because I'd have to tell my customers, and I know I'd lose customers if I did that. That's just me. You know, if other companies like it, great, go for it. And we do need something out of us to think. I, I think what needs to be done, Andrew, is, again, the government government needs to come out, not just for our industry, for the liquor industry, anything that requires identification, alcohol, tobacco, buying it, whatever the fuck it is, right? You have a universal thing where every store has it. You scan the license, and that's it. Done. Yep, and if you scan the product and it you don't have an ID for it, it Locks it down. Right. It suspends the sale. Yep. You just can't purchase. And it runs through a whole government thing where it identifies uh, who you are so you know it's accurate. And that's it. End of the day. That's what we do. That's that's what the, and the government needs to create it and, and fund it and, and process it and, and do everything. That's what needs to be done, honestly. But, uh, yeah, we went through well, it. I, I, I'm for it, but I'm not at the same time. It's real uneasy for me because yeah. of... I know that there's a large percentage of dirt bags in the industry, and I know there's intelligent dirt bags that can, oh, it's encrypted. Encryption doesn't mean shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing, getting your information stolen. And then what about me as an e-liquid company owner? Can you imagine if they contacted me and said, oh, by the way, our information was, we were hacked, our information was stolen. Now I got to tell all my customers their information was stolen? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm out of business. They're gonna be like, "Oh, fuck you! I'm never buying from you again." Yeah, no, that's 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 too risky. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I just don't think I'm for that. Uh, the other thing, too, real quick, because I have to bring this up before I wrap up this podcast, because this went on way too long, and I haven't eaten lunch yet, and I'm hungry, and I'm drinking these beers. Let me tell you something, America. You're drinking beers? No, no, no. Listen to what I'm doing. I went to the oh. package store the other day, and there was this four pack of beer. It was a. It's called. Bitburger. It's from Germany. And what it is, is it's 60% lemonade and 40% beer. It only has 1.9% alcohol per 16 ounce, uh, or it's a pint. It's a pint, yeah, 16. A pint of beer, 1.9% alcohol. So even though it has alcohol, it's a very little bit. It's not crazy. It's just a little bit. The things are fucking delicious. They're ref- they taste so good. So it's a beer, but it's a very and you know what? It, that that's a gr- I don't know why we're not doing that here in America. We either have beer that has your normal or very high alcohol content, or you have beer that has no alcohol. Why don't we have beers that are like one percent, two percent? You know what I mean? Why are we doing that here? This thing's fucking delicious. It only costs five bucks. Five bucks for uh, fucking four of them. I mean, and I and I can drink them during the day. Because I get, I love the taste of the beer. The taste of the lemonade is good, and I don't get fucked up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I I like malt liquors during the day. It's really weird. It's fucked. Yeah. Because like I like the the screwdrivers. That's not really a screwdriver because it's two and a half percent or five percent or the the Jim Beam and Coke in a can that's only six percent instead yeah. of how I pour it at. 30%. <laughs> yeah, 30, 40% of the alcohol versus, you know. Right. Yeah. No, I know. Listen, I, I, I love beer. I love I, don't know. I love trying the different beers. I love going to the breweries. I, there's just, I don't know. There's nothing more satisfying to me than being in a brewery and having a fresh fucking beer. It's just the greatest it's, thing ever. 
dude, do you need to come down here then? We have tons of breweries. Oh, I know. It, I know. And we're just getting them up here. There's like over 80 now. They're fucking popping up everywhere. It, 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 you know, it's, it's the same thing as the boom of vape shops back in 2013, 2014. We went from like five vape shops in Connecticut to like 90. Now we had like five breweries. There's like 80 or not. It's the same thing. They're all over the fucking place. And yeah, it's like when, you know, I'm like a homebody. I'm pretty yeah. much a hermit. Yeah. So, so when people come into town, it's always, hey, where are we going? I'm like, what do you mean by we? And then I give them a list of shit. And they're like, oh, no, we want to meet up with you. I'm like, uh, okay. So I pick the spots I like. And then after that, I'm like, here, go do this. I'm going to go back home. Right. Yeah. No, they're great. I, I, fuck, I, I love these breweries. Oh, and another thing before I forget, before I, before I stop this, because I didn't get to bring this up because I saw it after. Everybody at some point is going to watch the Aaron Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. Yeah, Aaron, his jersey's going to go back up in price. Uh, I'm sure it is. Um, I don't know if you've seen it or not yet, Andrew, but I've seen it. Um, I, it's, 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 it's very fascinating. You know, a lot of it is him. It's jail recordings of him speaking to his girlfriend or speaking to his mother or speaking to friends on the phone. So you really get to hear him. And it's kind of eerie because you almost kind of like the guy like you're hearing him talk you're like hey seems like you know a nice guy but this guy's not a nice guy he murdered people but there is one thing in the documentary that i have to correct that they're out of their fucking minds aaron hernandez was born and raised in bristol connecticut okay i live right next door to bristol connecticut i'm in the town right i can walk to bristol from here if i want well i wouldn't walk but it's probably about a mile two mile drive i'm right next to bristol don't live in Bristol. We'll never live in Bristol. They picked, They made this picture of Bristol. Like, oh, it's he was brought up in Bristol, this nice little town where, you know, they made it like this like nice, quaint, middle-class town. He had a great upbringing, great town. What a great upbringing he had, you know? And this wonderful little town in the middle of Connecticut. That's fucking ridiculous. That's not even true. Bristol's a fucking shithole. Bristol, you know, Bristol was the place that we used to hang out in high school, we used to cruise in Bristol because they had a big fucking strip that we could cruise up and down, and we'd hang out. And you'd have to be careful, though, because there was gangs, there was, there was violence. You had the, uh, the biggest gang was the, uh, the Hispanic gang that they had here. The, uh, oh, what the fuck were they? Anyway, they were, there was this Hispanic. They were huge in Bristol. If you were brought up in Bristol, you had to be tough. You had to fight because you were going to get into a fight. There was fights going on all the time. There were gangs. There was crime. Bristol's not some beautiful fucking place. It's a rough fucking place. He didn't have some beautiful upbringing in some nice fucking town. He was brought up in Bristol, and Bristol was a shithole. And, you know, there's a girl that I follow on Facebook that has been born and raised here in Connecticut, and she watched that documentary, and what she said after, she's absolutely correct. She said, she said, you can leave Bristol, you, you can always leave Bristol, but you can't take the Bristol out of somebody. And that's exactly why you, he had Bristol in him. And, and, and meaning, you know, he was very hard and gangster and yeah, he, he had all that going on, you know, in him. He didn't bring, we wasn't brought up in some nice, lovely fucking town. Okay. He was brought up in a really shitty fucking place. Bristol's a tough town. So he had to be tough to survive. And the fact that his father was so anti-gay and supposedly he might've been gay and the guy was, you know, that's tough too. He had a tough upbringing all around and it's very, very sad, but no, Bristol's not some beautiful place. It's a fucking shithole. The only thing Bristol has is ESPN. That's it. If you, look, <laughs> if you look where ESPN is, it's beautiful, Andrew. They have all these great landscapes. It's like, oh, look at that, ESPN. 
But even across the street from ESPN are fucking Section 8 fucking houses and fucking ghetto. So, Bristol's a shithole. Sorry. It is. They have, you know. Why apologize? It's a fact, you know. It's like coming. Oh, because some people will hear it and they'll go, oh, that's ridiculous. Bristol's not a shit. Yes, it is. Sorry, it's got uh, horrendous crime. It, you know, I the only time I ever had my car broken into was in Bri- I had a gun pulled on me in Bristol. You want to talk about how great Bristol is? I was at Andrew. I was at a Dunkin' Donuts at three in the morning. You want to know why? Because I years and years and years ago, I used to work a, an overnight job, and I had to be in between three thirty and four a.m. So I was going to get my coffee, like I usually do every morning at the Dunkin' Donuts drive-in at three a.m. in Bristol, because that's where I work. The place was in Bristol. Car pulls in front of me, fucking cuts me off, and I'm going to get into the uh, to the driving lane. And I had a brand new car. I this was my first brand new car. It was a 2006 Scion TC. I just bought it. Brand first brand new car I ever bought. These guys cut me off. Then when they cut me off, one of them gets out of the car. You know, all, oh yo yo, doing that shit right. These two white guys. He's like, yo, what's up with you, yo? What the fuck, yo? And I'm like, what the fuck, right? I'm looking at him like, like, what the hell's going on here? This other guy comes out. I'll never forget it. He comes out. He flips his license plate up in the back. And he takes out a gun. And he goes, you got something to say? God now, damn. Now I'm like, holy shit, right? <laughs> yeah, this guy's got a gun. And so now I'm on my cell phone rapidly dialing 911. And I'm like, and nobody in Dunkin' Donuts is doing anything. They're standing there watching it. Fucking someone call the police. So I'm on my phone calling the police. So then I picked up my phone. I'm like, yes, I have somebody. I'm showing them I'm on the phone with the cops, hoping that that's going to make him go away. Because I don't know what else to find. I don't have a gun. I mean, I can't bat. I'm stuck there. So thankfully, he sees this. And his, and his boy there fucking says, he goes, dude, cops. And he points at me. And then they both jumped in the car and fucking drove off. Which then reminded me why they flipped up the plate because I couldn't get the fucking plate number because I was going to get it when they drove off and I couldn't because they flipped it up. So obviously they've done this before. So yeah, that, that's Bristol. That's a wonderful fucking place to, be, to, to, to raise a family according to Netflix. Fucking morons. Okay. I had, <laughs> I, had, I had to get that. I have to get all this shit out. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Yeah, sorry I was late. I no, that's okay. Your, you have you we mean your car is shit. You have you have a beautiful car. You have a uh, you have a uh, the Mini Cooper. You have a Mini Cooper. I got rid of the Cooper. I'm back in my Magnum. Oh, you got rid. I didn't know that. Well, it's my private life, so there's only bits and pieces I ever talk about. <laughs> I why did you get rid of the Mini Cooper? You didn't like it, or I mean, it's you, in that time frame of when Mini Coopers take a shit because they're owned by BMW. So I was like, uh, eh, about 10,000 miles from now, it's going to dump on me. Yeah. So I just got rid of it and put money back into my Magnum. So, yep. Well, there you go. Got the mullet growing and the <laughs> <hit> me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, mullets are coming back. <laughs> mullets are coming back and Hemi's has never been out of style. They've always yeah. been good. So you can't beat it, but, uh, no, that's, oh, sir. that's good. I, I, listen, I, I like having you on, you're very informative. I know people got all excited. Like, you're going to have Dino on. You're going to have Dino on. No, I, listen, if Dino's ever going to come on the show again, okay, I will announce it. I'll let everybody know Dino's coming on. I'm not just going to have it one day and just, oh, he's here. And again, I don't know if that ever happened. It may. I hope it does. And if it does, I would absolutely announce if Dino's going to be on. Trust me. I would announce that. Don't worry about it. 
You're not going to miss Dino. Push the fight. That's right. He's absolutely <laughs> right. He is absolutely right. This world has been... He says it in this song. You didn't hear this song, did you, Andrew? No, I missed it. This is Dino's song. He's absolutely correct. I agree with him 100%. This country is fucking uh, pussified. Uh, He's absolutely right. This country is pussified. Yeah, it's emasculating. <laughs> oh, boy. I feel better now. This is therapy, this show for me, man. I get to say shit that's been driving me nuts. I get to let it all come out. It feels wonderful. I feel like I've purged myself. It's great. Well, you know, I'm around. So. I know, and, and, and you get to do it too, which is wonderful. We let them know what's up, man. This is awesome. Andrew, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I'm sure I'm going to ask you to come on again. I'm not going to lie. And okay. uh, hopefully uh, we can see each other soon. Last time we saw each other was in Washington, D.C. for the Trump rally, and hopefully we hook up again soon. And I, and Yo, I'll, can you not call it a Trump rally? <laughs> whatever the hell it was. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> Trump rally. Fuck. Whatever do it is. Not- do not do that to me. Listen, it's Friday, and, I, and I'm just thinking about uh, eating and, and beer. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited for food and beer. It's been a long week. It's been a long, I never thought week. somebody would say my name in Trump rally like yeah. that. <laughs> Shit. God damn. Oh, oh, and the other thing, too, before I forget, because I forget this all the time, and people give me shit, and, I, and I, it's so stupid. I'm affecting myself by forgetting it, but whatever. Tea time. Go to teatimeliquid.com, VP Live for 25% off, and zero, Z, listen to this, Z-E-R-O-N-I-K.com is zero, Nick. It's such a pretty site, guys. Wonderful. Go check it out for It's them. wonderful. You want zero milligram e-liquids, and that's, go, that's not going anywhere. I know people are saying, oh, they're going to go after you. because No, fuck you. I'm selling, I'm selling no nicotine. I'm selling no nicotine. There's no nicotine. We don't promote nicotine. In fact, if you look at the About Us on Zero Nick, it says we do not promote or endorse the use of nicotine at all. I'm simply selling zero milligram e-liquids with no added sweeteners, and they're fucking phenomenal. And if you like tea time... Jay, who makes, who is the creator of our, our wonderful e-liquids, has some e-liquids on Zero Nick. So go check that out. I'll put them in the show notes. Look in the show notes on SoundCloud. I'll put them in there. Thank you, Andrew. I'm not going to hold you up any longer. I will let you go. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. Yeah, man. I'll be around. All right, man. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. And now I can officially wrap this up and stop recording. I will be back. Again, it could be a week a month. It could be, who knows? I do a show whenever I feel like I need to discuss, to discuss something. So that's it. Show's done. I'm out. I'll talk to you later. Thank you.